0: Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 142 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I just shout short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. For today's episode, our topic is tarot and numerology. And my special guest is my friend, Pleasant Gaiman. Welcome, Pleasant.
1: Hi, how are you guys? I'm
0: so happy that you're here today, and I think this is a topic that is really going to help people out a lot um, because tarot and numerology really do go together hand in hand, right?
1: Yes, I think they really do, and um, uh, there's a there's a you know you can go down like a giant. Rainman-style rabbit hole about about the whole um, convergence of tarot and numerology. That that's what happened to me as a as a kid in school. I absolutely hated math. I couldn't stand it. I failed it all the way through high school. I don't know how I graduated. But as soon as I started finding out about numerology, num- numbers became my friends. I I just loved them. And um, I'm not a numerologist per se, but I'm obsessed with it, you know, so I like to, I, I do it all the time. Like if I see repeating numbers that has significance for me, um, you know, if I get, if I get assigned a special number for like a seat or something. So, um, when I started realizing That there was such a big correlation between numbers and tarot, it just, it drove me insane and I got really obsessive about it in in a fun way. So I'd like, I'd like to share some of that obsession.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. You know, it's interesting you say that, you know, I was really good at, good with math when I was young and then I took a geometry class. And I failed that geometry class. And the teacher was really inappropriate. So my teacher said, well, I'm going to pass you anyways because you look like Chrissy Hind. I had a little hairdo like that back in the day. (laughs) And I said to him, I said, I'm never going to use this geometry anyway. And he goes, oh, yes, you will. And you know, the ironic thing is I started studying astrology, which is nothing but geometry. And the next thing I know, I'm down the geometry rabbit hole. So when you talk about the numerology and math and finding your way to math through something like tarot or numerology or astrology. I can relate to that. You know, for people who are listening, can you briefly explain what numerology is just in case there's anybody here who says, what the heck are these two women talking about?
1: Yes. Numerology is um, the science of numbers and every number in numerology. um, It goes from one to nine pretty much uh, every number has its own assigned sort of qualities or, um, you know, de- descriptive um, traits. So you can do numerology or, for um, you know, to figure out your, your destiny, your birth number or your birth card, which we can get into later. I know you have a segment about that in your book, um, Tarot for Trouble Time. Um, but numerology is, it's it's almost like a horoscope but using numbers. It do, it just gives it gives all sorts of qualities and traits of a person or of a situation or in in terms of what we're talking about today, of a tarot card. So um, we could we could get get on into like what some of the uh, key concepts for each number is now if you want to.
0: Yeah, but for, I, I I want to get into that in one second. But I here's one thing I want to ask you: Do you think people need to learn numerology in order to read tarot, or is this optional?
1: I don't think they need it, but I think it will help a lot. It's um, it's uh, for me. It's I mean, I really did go down um, a rain man like OCD hole on numerology with um with tarot because you know every part of tarot is so connected to other parts of it and all the cards, all the symbology, all the magic, all the uh, Kabbalah correlations. I mean, every part of it is such an Mm -hmm. intricately woven web that when you, when you add numerology into it too, and you see how, how all that fits together, it's at the same time, it's absolutely mind blowing, but it's also really fascinating. So it's, if anyone has time to study it, even just a little bit, it's going to add a, a new depth and dimension to your readings, you know. And, and if you, you can just do it on a on a smaller, um, you know, less less obsessive way, you know what I mean? It just helps to understand the numbers on tarot because you'll see how all the cards fit together with each other. And how the major arcana and minor arcana interact or connect to each other or they kind of what I do is what I say is like the major arcana and the minor arcana numerologically speaking kind of back to each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to hear your tidbits. If you could go through some of the numbers and give us some examples. I mean, share your info, share the wealth. I'm into this.
1: I love numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, so here we go. For number one, for the aces in tarot, um, ones always indicate opportunities, your ambition, new beginnings, and their cards, cards or the number of potential. Number two is all about finding your balance, unions, partnerships. Any kind of relationship, it can often be about duality, and this goes for that actual number two as well as number two on any tarot card. Threes are um, speaking to groups of people, sort of expanding your horizons, your creativity, and also the realization of goals, and that can often be a collaborative realization or a collaboration. The number four is about structure, making progress, laying your foundations for the future, um, stability, and it's also a really great number for manifestation. Fives are always kind of a bumpy ride. Fives are like a a thrill ride that you you have to take your glasses off for sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Fives are like, It's a pretty unstable number. It goes up and down a lot. Um, They usually signify changes and conflicts and uh, like the up and down rhythms uh, of our lives or of any situation. Sixes are um, a really good number for communication. This is a card of balance. It's a very solution-oriented number or card. Sixes usually represent some kind of healing and harmony. Um, Then we go on to the number seven, which is always sort of wisdom and spiritual knowledge. This is also a number about making choices, making assessments, um, finding out more in any way, doing research or knowledge and even like taking classes. It's a very curious number and a very spiritual number. The number eight is usually a number that speaks to leadership and business and um, somebody who's very good at like putting groups together or making arrangements for for people or situations. Um, it's numbers about accomplishments. I always call it like um, an executive number because you know, mm-hmm. I'm an eight and I and I have aspirations of executive glamour. You no, know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> number nine is usually about fulfillment of something or attaining something that you need. It's a very courageous and kind of compassionate number. Uh, a lot of people think it means completion or like a full wrap-up, but I think it's like that little uh, pause just before the true completion happens. It's like taking a little rest before you finish like one cycle and go into another one. Um, The number 10 Mm -hmm. is the number of completion, and if you break it down in, in numerological terms, which I'll get to in a minute, 10 becomes a one, so ten is a beginning and an ending. This is about seeing like results and renewal. Um, it's it's sort of a full cycle, full mm-hmm. cycle number.
0: And so, when you talk about breaking them down for numerology, um, can you explain what that means?
1: Yes, I will. I will. I will do. I will explain that before I get into any of the other stuff. So, if, for any number in numerology, if you're trying to, what you want to do is get it down to a single digit number. Um, so, let, let's just say, and I'm not going to go into this right now, let's just say you are calculating um, your, your birth card number. What you would do would be add up the month, day, and year of that you were born, and it would probably wind up a three-digit number. So to get it down in a um, to a numerological single-digit number, you would add all of those together and keep reducing it until you got one number. Like, I'll just give you an example. I was born on March 17th, 1959, and when you add thirty-one-seven one nine five nine all together and break it down it comes out to one seven or 17 Mm -hmm. and then when you reduce one and i mean when you add one and seven to reduce it to a single digit it becomes the number eight so eight is my birth number
0: right and that corresponds to the strength card what and that corresponds to the strength card
1: it corresponds to strength card, and then also. Well, we might as well get into this right now. It corresponds to strength, but also for doing birth cards in tarot, you can also look at the um, the, the two digits that you get before you break it down to a single digit. Mm-hmm. So my cards would be the star and strength. Mm-hmm. Right, it right. Being numbers. Yeah. So I mean, you can. You can. That's what I mean. Like this is we can go into such a rabbit. I've taught like three hour workshops on this. So I'm going to try to, try to just be as distinct as possible. Right, right. So, you
0: know, um, that brings down this question I have. So, you know, all the cards are numbered, but the fool is zero. So what do we need to know about the number zero?
1: Well, the number zero is um, numeral in numerology and in tarot, it's kind of a number of infinity. So Mm -hmm. he kind of, the fool doesn't kind of have a number, you know what I mean? I mean when you when you when you do when you're doing like basic numerology, and someone who's a numerologist might have a different, like you know, an expert numerologist might have a different opinion on this. But zeros are really nothing, you know? They're just like they're they're the start, just like the fool. So when you add them, like let's say if you if you you wound up getting a ten your card would be actually number one or mm-hmm. your, your numerology would be number one because zero does not have a value.
0: Right. That makes total sense. Um, so let me yeah, ask you but, this oh, too. You know what? I wanted
1: to also say something, yeah. um, since we were just talking about strength and the, and, um, the full, uh, strength is, um, in some, in some, um, Decks, you know, based on the top deck strength. Strength is number eleven, right? You know, so that could also, I mean, that's the only card I think that transposes, you know. But I mean, that that card also seems to work. I'm right now. I'm looking for my notes before I put that because I was just making a bunch of notes.
0: But yeah, they've been they were they were transposed. They were like eight and eleven were justice and strength, and then they got switched, right?
1: Yeah, but I mean, it, oh, yeah, that's what it is. So, I mean, if you look at justice and strength, they have a bunch of the same kind of qualities. You know, you would, I mean, justice in some cases is finding balance, and strength means you're already pretty balanced. You've got, you know, you've got a really good, deep internal strength and a high emotional IQ, and you're comfortable with yourself, you know. So, I, I remember being very curious about about that that one transposed card, you know? So, I mean, I guess you could kind of twist it around or um, melt it a little bit to fit in, you know, in case you were using a a top deck or in case you were just wondering about it if if your birth card comes out strength like mine did. So if you lay out a a
0: reading and let's say Mm -hmm. you notice that you're getting mostly fives, do you pay attention Uh to that? Is that important or not?
1: Yes, I pay attention in readings. I pay attention to a predominance of numbers in the same way that I would pay attention to a predominance of suits. Like let's say someone had a bunch of pentacles in in their reading. This would be all about their business or their home or their financial situation. Off the bat, even if the cards weren't always saying that or if the question wasn't exactly about it, it would probably always boil down to that. And if somebody had a lot of five in their reading, I would think that they, you know, they were having a very, um, very sort of up and down kind of rollercoastery time going on in their life. Or that, um, you know, there was a lot of changes happening for them or, and, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, it means that they're in a transitional time as much as like maybe the death card would mean that they're in transition, you know. Mm-hmm or any other of the cards. So um, that's the other thing that I like to do in, in readings is look for sequential numbers because if someone's getting, for example, like four, five, six, or, you know, five, six, seven, eight, (laughs) five, six, seven, eight, (laughs) they're getting sequential numbers. Um, especially if it's going along, like, let's say I was using a Celtic cross or someone wanted to use a Celtic cross. If those sequential numbers started in the past and went up through, you know, or even started in the present and kept going on up all, you know, like the right-hand column and, you know, through like the recent past, it shows me that that person is moving along in life, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's just like, that's just enough. Uh, especially, I use that for cards of of the same suit. But I look at it anyway, even if the cards are a different suit or a major arcana, because right. it seems like there's some kind of numerical progression. To me, it just signals that they're, you know, the person is is moving forward. I mean, and I put credence on this, but it's not like a, a huge thing. But I look at that in the same way that I would look at. Um, you know, anything like it, it, like if there was a lot of court cards, I think, oh, there's going to be a lot of new people coming into this person's life and, you know, they're going to have influences on each other. You know, it's just something to take note of in a reading.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And
0: also one of the things that I, I look at too, if it's mostly like low numbers, that means we're at the very beginning of a situation. And if you have mostly high numbers in the reading, uh, that also tells me that something's coming to a completion or it's moving you know, past the beginning stages towards the completion. So that's another thing that I like to pay attention to.
1: Yeah, I I I was gonna say that too. I love that. That's you know, we are right on the same page. <laughs> We're on the same thread. Um, we love yeah. math. We're we're
0: now, we're now math nerds because of Carol.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My math teacher in high school never believed it. <laughs> oh, I know. You know, <laughs> I actually wrote okay.
0: to my geometry teacher uh, years later and said, hey, you said, you know, back in the day, I was such a wise, wise ass. And I said, I'd never use geometry. And, you know, I use it every day in, in astrology. And, he actually wrote back and said he, he was glad to hear that there was applied geometry being used out there somewhere in the world. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. Any, um,
0: any other thing that you think people need to know about numerology and tarot? Um. Yeah, there's, there's,
1: Um. I look for, did I already say this, but I look, that I look for, um, for, the, just the general feeling of a reading, like let's say if there was a lot of oh yeah, we did talk about that with the fives and stuff. I think um I think people can just like sort of use it to um you know to enhance their readings. Like like um you can use it for you can use numerology using the suits of tarot and the numbers to predict date and time. Um there's lots of different uh there's so many different, like slightly different ways of doing this and everyone has their own system. But um the way that I learned it was wands equals spring or days, cups equals summer or weeks, pentacles equal fall or months, and swords equal winter or years. So if someone wanted to know when something was happening. Um like let's say let's say I pulled seven of wands, you know, mm-hmm. I could say that that it might be happening within a week. But if I if I pulled like seven of pentacles, it might be happening like in seven months. Um, so that's something. But like I said, so a lot of people when they're doing that, they they transpose like either the days or the weeks and the seasons. So there's if you're going to explore that. As um, a reader, like research it, you know, on Google, look at different articles about it. And um, stick the one system. Don't like, don't have tentacles be like, you know, winter and one and fall and another or something. The numbers will will always be the same, but, but the other ones, you know, the, the suits are not. Also, I like to, um, if I'm going really crazy and I don't usually do this with clients unless we're having you know, a longer session, but, um, I like to look up the whole value of, of the tarot reading, like the tarot reading as a whole, look at the value of it. So let's just say for like a five, four card spread. Um, let's say we got the hermit, which is number nine, seven, uh, pentacles, which is number seven. We got the chariot, which is number seven and the ace of wands. So if you add that all up, it becomes 37, um, which reduces to 10, which reduces to a one. So this person has an ace in their theoretical reading, but they also get um, a one is like, it's an ace. It's a new beginning. It's a fresh start. So what it would look like in the reading was that the person was sort of ruminating um, or asking higher powers for help or seeking knowledge, you know, working with the divine, with the hermit. But then in practical life, got the seven of pentacles and was doing a little bit of um, self-assessment and figuring out where they wanted to go. Um, Then they started down on their path with the chariot, and then they got the ace of wands, meaning that you know, the work they did was bringing them opportunities. And then you find out that the whole spread reduces down to a one. So mm-hmm. stuff like that is the, you know, the, the wild coincidence of, of numerology. And maybe it's not coincidence. I don't, I don't really believe in coincidences. I believe in synchronicity. Ditto.
0: And I love that tip about taking a whole reading and adding it up and reducing it to a number. I think that that could mm-hmm. really add. Uh, another level of depth to a reading so that is a fabulous fabulous tip
1: yeah and then I mean you know if if someone wanted to correlate that also uh, to to doing numerology on um, the person you know on their querent's name or on their own name you know like there's a chance that like a spread that you're asking that about what shall I do in the future or how, how am I going to get to this goal, that um, the whole value of the spread could also speak to your own birth number or your soul desire or any of the other numbers you can get from um, using numerology with your names and birth dates. But that, that's like, that's its own whole podcast, not to do with Sarah, but...
0: Well, this well, we've certainly gone down a little bit of a number hole here, and I think that um, I think this is really going to spark people's curiosity. I, I just love the advice that you've shared here, and especially I am so excited about. I'm going to be testing out adding up the spread, so I think that's really cool. So, Pleasant, I want to thank you for taking time to you know teach this to my audience. Where can people find you if they want to work with you? If they want to learn with you?
1: They can find me at com. And my last, my first name is Pleasant, like it's a pleasant day. P L E A S A N T. My last name is G E H M A N.com. I'm also on Twitter as PleasantGaming1. I am on Instagram as PrincessOfHollywood. And I'm on Facebook as Pleasant Demon or the Divination Nation. I'm also the Divination Nation on Twitter. I've got a lot of handles. <laughs> I should break down numerologically on what that <laughs> means. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I so love
0: this conversation. I love geeking out over numbers. So this is really awesome. So people, I hope that sparks your interest in exploring the numbers and seeing how this works into your tarot practice i really encourage you to you know play around with this listen to these tips see how it fits in for you and of course get over to pleasant's world and learn more from her or get a reading from her and that wraps up this episode of tarot bites and you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website the tarotlady.com I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, the tarot coloring book, tarot for troubled times, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and lots of other good things for you to scope out and enjoy. And I'd also like to mention, hey, if you want to learn to read tarot with me directly, come away to Tuscany, the birthplace of tarot, to learn anew or to deepen your knowledge at the Tuscany Tarot Intensive. This is a five-day tarot, a total tarot immersion from May 10th through the 16th, 2020. And also, we're going to be doing guided meditations, a pasta-making class, and all kinds of cool excursions. So get the details and sign up at radiantjane.com. Go there and hit on retreats, and you want to scroll down for the Tuscany Tarot Intensive. And I want to thank you again for listening, and I hope you have a beautiful day. And hey, if you like this podcast, do me a solid. Go on over to iTunes and leave a kind review, because that's going to help more tarot-curious people find their way to this little podcast. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story but you write the ending.